They're the convenient boys. They're the convenient boys. They're the convenient. They're the convenient. They're the convenient. They're the convenient boys. Welcome to the Convenient Boys podcast, where my friend Mike and I share the latest and greatest from Japan's amazing convenience stores. In this week's episode, we take a look at a Children's Day Kabuto cake, dive into an Okinawa-themed campaign, question skid marks on a 7-Eleven gratin, and review Family Mart's crispy chicken. Now, let's head off to the Convenient. They're the Convenient, they're the Convenient, they're the Convenient, they're the Convenient Boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Ah, it's going well, Mike. Just uh, found my weekend, passing the time watching fake Tourette's on TikTok. Actually, I was just reading a new article in the Wall Street Journal about how new neurological disorders are showing up in the doctor's office. This was published today, so I'll have to catch up on all the new uh, fads that are... Actually, this is pretty troubling. But, um, yeah. yeah. Well, I should move on, actually. Um, <laughs> Mike, how are things? Uh, are you, are, is it official now? Are you the Elden Lord, or what's, the, what's your status? I, that's right, yeah. Thanks, Matt, for uh, reminding me. I oh, am the Elden Lord. I am the Lord, <laughs> the King of Elden Ring. And, Matt, you know, I ended up, I, I clocked in and... Over 100 hours, 120 hours or so. I think I was level 140 or so. Um, Yeah, I was high. Um, But, uh, you know, I took my time. I was exploring side areas, and I ended up going with the Ronnie's ending, Matt. Ronnie's. Um, You know, the. Called Ronnie's. (laughs) Well, this is a different Ronnie. Um, So. At the end, you have a you have a choice. You can you can sort of recreate the Elden Ring. You can like you know rebuild the Elden Ring, or there are many other endings. And I chose the Ronnie ending. And I summoned Ronnie at the end, and she to be so she could be the Elden Lord, I guess. And then we all went to the moon. I think so. Um, you know, I think I made a good choice, um, and. I'm happy to be done. I got to be honest. Like I was putting in late out, Working late hard. nights, and my mind is starting to starting to get really <laughs> pissed off. I was late, you know, <laughs> slow to wake up, and then I'd be in a bad mood, and then you know it's just you know you gotta you gotta you gotta pull back. You know you gotta get your life in control again. So Matt, anyways, yeah, I'm happy to say I am the Elden. Congratulations, Lord. Mike. That's uh, that's big. Thank you. All right. Well. As usual, Mike, we got a lot of convenient news to talk about this week. And, um, you know, it does feel like this time of year, it's holiday after holiday over there in Japan. And Mm -hmm. one that's coming up in May is called Kodomo no Hi, or Children's Day. And, Mike, uh, Seiko Mart has something special for the kiddos out there. They're doing some fashionable (laughs) cakes. And when I mean fashionable, Mike, I'm talking about Kabuto helmet cakes kabuto it's like a samurai warrior's helmet mike and um yeah can you believe the look of this cake we're looking so imagine a samurai helmet and it's got that kind of fancy Mm -hmm. uh, horn on top really classy you know this isn't some like low-end you know farmer samurai this is kind of top of the food chain not doing a whole lot of extra labor you know he's probably got like some origami Mm -hmm. or some uh you know craft work on a side gig (laughs) That kind of level, Mike. And um, 
Oh yeah. Yeah, they also have a you know of course the uh, strawberry shortcake with the koi nobori, the the flying koi fish, oh, yeah. uh, the great symbol of mm-hmm. of Children's Day. But Mike, I gotta say something that caught my attention here: big difference in price between these two cakes, and I'm surprised. Yes. Because yeah. the kabuto cake, which is very fancy, highly decorative, eighteen hundred yen. And then the mm-hmm. strawberry shortcake, 3,600 yen. But, yeah. yes, you, anyway, uh, cop, what's going on with this, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, well, Matt, I, I gotta say, I've, I was looking as well, kind of thrown off by these numbers. One is very decorative here. This is obviously a lot of effort has gone in to make this, uh, this samurai helmet cake, the Kabuto, you know, cake. And yeah, the, the the price is a little bit sketchy to me, but I did see it. Apparently, I never knew this. There are cake sizes, apparently. So the Kabuto size is a four, you know, a four. Oh, that's a designated um, the, size. <laughs> apparently, it might be. I'm not sure. Well, this might be just sake of Prices are so big because of federal regulations on cake size. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But Matt, this is not a big cake. Let's be honest. This Kabuto cake is 11 centimeters 11 centimeters, Matt. Um, that's is like a chunk cake. Is that, is that the radius or the diameter? 11 diameter. centimeter diameter. Mm-hmm. What's that, five inches? That's four <laughs> and a little, yeah. <laughs> How can that's you even get cake, that much you know, decoration about... on a four inch wide cake? Right, I think you need some sort of like high tech machinery that can like this laser like cut. This is like a CNC you know, machine like... doing this kind of work. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the you know with the strawberry cake, we do get another four centimeters, which is almost two inches. Um, and so you know you're you're paying that extra, you know, double the price, I guess. But the height goes down from seven centimeters mm. on the kabuto cake to five centimeters on the strawberry shortcake. Right, right. That's a good point. So in terms of total volume, I think it might be close here. A lot of that heights, though, coming from the decorations. I don't know if they're counting. The horn seems to go above above the, the yeah. actual cake base. I wonder if they're counting that towards the height. Um, anyway, yeah. what also caught my yeah. attention here, Mike, they have a side menu. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what oh, they yeah. got some they got some recommended combos here. The okay, one that I like is okay. the uh, for twenty eight hundred eighty yen you can get a a pizza, a cheese top mm-hmm. pretty mixed mm-hmm. pizza which has all kinds of toppings on it, plus the kabuto mm-hmm. cake. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, Mike, throw a bong in that picture and I'm set up for the evening. You got a you got a cheese pizza, <laughs> a kabuto cake, and a little maybe. Uh, not root beer float because that knocked me out the other day. Maybe a little Pira Vida or Black Mamba number seven. You got a good evening ahead. <laughs> well, I gotta say that does look great. If you're, you know, um, I do like the B set as well, man. I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Um, you know, this is hey, you're getting pretty much for the price of the cake plus 180 yen. They're throwing in some wagashi mat. You know, what do we got here? We got some sweet mochi. Um, you know, wrapped up. Um, and, you know, I say, hey, that looks, you know, pretty Classy. good to me. Um, so, 
Classy, classy, exactly. And but I do think if you're gonna have a party, you do want some pizza or something. So maybe you, if you're really serious, you want to look at that oh, D set. Oh, right? you certainly do want to look at that <laughs> D set because you're getting the strawberry shortcake, which I don't necessarily agree with. That's taking up half the price, by mm-hmm. the way. Here, but then you yeah, get this yeah, giant yeah. platter of sushi, which looks awesome. You get the wagashi, and then mm-hmm. holy mm-hmm. damn moly, Mike, you got what is that? Mm-hmm. Big slices of ham. You got, <laughs> you got eggs. A bunch of fried stuff. I see some taru taru sauce on there. And there it is. Ooh, that single yeah. cherry tomato. Japan oh, still yes. has the, the, the street continues of serving only one cherry tomato, <laughs> no matter the size of the plate, even here. Just one. Yeah. And this is what a way to take it home. You know, you get in there, you have your feast, you get that tartu tartu, probably some ebby, some shrimp oh, in yeah. there. Um, yeah, all types of fried things. Um, looks like a great joy and a pleasure. And um, yeah, Matt, I, I like this. You know, um, I think that Children's Day is one that flies under the radar a little bit because it's it's right during Golden Week. And so, you know, um, if you don't have kids, you're probably just not thinking much about it. Um, but it is a cool holiday. And um, celebrate it, everybody. You know, put up your koi no bori. Get your Kabuto samurai helmet and, you know, have a party at Seiko Bar. All right. Well, that wraps up the Children's Day, Mike. We got one more campaign we're going to feature. Yes, we do. We got a big one, Matt. We have got today, we have got the, well, if you remember last week, 7-Eleven had a couple of hot campaigns. And one of those was the Kyushu Kyushu. Um, so it was a festival or a f- uh, campaign focused on Kyushu-related cuisines. Matt, Seiko, or no, New Days, this week, Matt, is doing the same thing. We've got an Okinawa Kyushu Fair coming out of, as I said, uh, New Days. <laughs> New Days, yes. So, um... All right, and Matt, uh, we should put a little disclaimer on that. This is probably going to end before the podcast goes out. But hey, if you're in Japan, they, they always have some, you know, some items left over. So, you know, they say it ends on the 28th. They're still going to be there, so get in there. All right, Matt, what do we got? Okinawa, you know, the island we all know and love. And we've got Kyushu, the southern part of Japan. Matt, we're looking at a lot of items. Um, I don't know... Exactly how much of these you would say is Kyushu. I think Okinawa's doing a lot of the legwork, but yeah. Matt, we've got Spam, Sugo Oni, you know, the crazy onigiris that uh, New Days does. We've got a Hakata uh, Mentaiko Nori Bento in, in Onigiri. Yeah, and now we've come to some that I'm, I'm actually excited about. we got the Taco oh, yes. Rice Fu oh, yes. style. Um, uh, onigiri and taco rice you know you might think what is taco rice so good it's rice on top you got taco meat you got lettuce you got tomato you got some sauce but it's just absolutely amazing you have an open sand with a taco meat and sarusa salad hey taco rice foo this one is also taco rice foo Um, Matt you know we've got all types of things we've got a you know Okinawa brown sugar uh, bagel. bagel. I don't know. That's the bagel. only one. I don't see that. That's no. That's not good. Walnut brown sugar bagel. We got. That's the only loser in here. <laughs> okay. Okay. We've we've got brown sugar latte, Matt. You know we've got Okinawa's. You know, um, 
spicy ataribe, which is, you know, um, squid. Um, so anyways, Matt, we got a lot of fun things here. Um, excited to see, uh, you know, the convenience picking up some items from the south of Japan. Anything that stands out here? Any, any well, thoughts on this all, one? Well, like you said at the start here, Mike, you said this is an Okinawa Kyushu fair. Okinawa is doing all the, I don't, what is Kyushu even yeah. doing here? Which is a shame because Kyushu has a lot of food. I like don't know. Heard, like the Hakata, Sugo, and Agir, I guess that's it. But um, that's I got to say, yeah. Mike, I am just pumped up about all this taco rice showing up here. And in oh, onigiri yes, form, sir. what took so long? Oh, mm. how good is that? Just handheld taco oh, rice? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, it even has mm. a little cheese in there, I guess. Mm. Oh, oh, surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then you got in that hot dog bun, the uh, shaki shaki lettuce with some taco rice and cheese. Oh, I like yes, it. Oh, that's sir. taco meat. I'm sorry. Taco meat, which is uh, also outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, that's on a, that's just on a folded slice of bread. That's an interesting choice. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> open, open sand. <laughs> it's an open sand, all right? A little lazy there. Um but no, I think yeah. uh, the celebration yeah. of some like uh, B gudume or sort of casual food from Okinawa is, uh, I like this campaign, Mike, except for that bagel. I don't, you know, bagels are tough. Only a handful of people in the world know how to make a bagel and to put walnuts in a brown sugar bagel. I didn't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah, I don't see that uh, being one a uh, winner, you know, bagels. We, we haven't seen the kombini even been able to perfect the, the the burger it's yet true. and to think they're going to be able to like handle bagel the bagel i mean that's uh it's tough there's no doubt yeah but um but yeah man excited to see a campaign out of two convenience stores that we you know don't pick up that much and that's seiko mart and new days all right matt well uh that wraps up the campaigns that we're looking at this week so we're heading over to the chicky wars matt um this week a little bit slow, unfortunately. Um, we've got, only got one new chicky, but Matt, it's coming from a place that we love, and it looks absolutely outstanding. This is from Mini Stop. This is the chicken steak herb and garlic, so Matt. Okay, oh it looks so freaking good. Oh my god. Um, oh my god. So Matt, yeah. What, what do we have to say? It's exactly as we said. It's a chicken steak. Which is not like the the deep fried chicken that you're used to. This is more broiled. like a broiled steak or a broiled chicken steak. Um, but Matt, whew, does this thing not look juicy? And those herbs and that garlic look absolutely outstanding. Um, Matt, my mouth is watering as we're talking. What are your thoughts on I'll this tell you one, what, Mike? You know, I've been watching some ASMR mukbangs on YouTube recently, and. Uh... I gotta say, I would love to see one with this chicky steak, herb, and garlic. Just, you know, 20, 30 of these things lined up. This thing looks like a juicy boy, Mike, I gotta say. But what catches you, no doubt about it, is all the herbs and spices just sprayed into that crispy chicken skin right there. This thing looks like a flavor bomb. Guy Fieri want to he may want to pull up, take a trip to Flavor Town at Mini Stop with this uh, chicken steak here. It looks outstanding. Yeah, and I, I just have to explain the way that these chicken steaks 
um, usually go, these broiled chicken steaks is, you know, with the deep fried, you know, with the family chicken and stuff, on all sides you have the crispy sort of crust, you know, um, and then inside you have the juicy chicken. But with the broiled ones, they don't have the deep fry. And so what they do a lot of times is you'll get this sort of interesting, uh, you know, structure where you have the chicken and then it's only usually on one side that you get this nice, really nice cover of chicken skin. And that's doing a lot of the work. The juice in between that skin and that chicken, you better watch out. Oh, wow. That was better an incredible watch out. description. All right. Well, all right, Mike. all right. That wraps up the Chicky Wars this week. Only one new Chicky. <laughs> it's on to the new item scoreboard. Let's take a look at the numbers. Family Mart, 53 new items this week. Lawson, 55. Mm-hmm. 7-Eleven, 123. Mini Stops got 24. Daily Yamazaki at 5. Mm-hmm. Seiko Mart, 4. New Days, 14. What's your take on those numbers, Mike? All right. Um, in general, all right. Um, I've noticed that Lawson has been coming ahead of Family Mart a yeah. lot recently. That's sort of an interesting thing. And then also Seiko Mart and yeah, Daily Yamazaki actually have been low. Um, usually we like to see about six items or maybe eight out of Daily Yamazaki, but, you know, been down in the four range at least recently. So, you know, hope to see some more items out of those two convenience stores. All right. Well, um, let's take a look at our winners and losers. This is where we picked uh we've perused all of these new items and found something that caught our attention and one that not so good we'll start off with your loser this week mike always curious to see what you got picked out for us here let's see what we got oh yep really yeah yep um matt um so i gotta say um this it does. It does look all right. Um, what this is, this is the chuka soba, Chinese soba, another word for like ramen. Um, Shinagawa aburaso, the thick flavor, Matt. Um, and this is a cup noodle, Matt. Um, but this is a specific type of cup mm-hmm. noodle. Um, usually when you think cup of noodle, probably in the States, you're thinking a sort of like like a like a cup shaped um item like a like the 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 classic cup noodle where you have like i'd say kind of like a you know um you know kind of tall not too wide um cup but then there's another series another style of the the cup ramen and it's this almost like tray basically um you often see it with like the yakisoba the ufo yakisoba and stuff like that um and I gotta be honest, I've never been a big fan of the tray um, uh, cup noodles. And the reason is, is because I feel like they kind of cater a little bit towards the sort of like really heavy flavor mm-hmm. um, uh, cup noodles. And so I agree, this this looks all right. And I'm sure that the uh, the Shinagawa, this like famous, you know, chuka soba place is, is probably delicious. But I can imagine what's inside here. It's probably like way sort of overloaded on the oil. Um, it's probably like way too heavy. Um, and so, you know, I hate to do it to the aberoso. Aberoso means like the the oiloso, you know, like the the you know the great oil. Um, and uh, <laughs> so, I hate to do it to the aberoso. It's not actually a call out specifically on aberoso, but just sort of these like the sort of tray style cup noodles in general. So I, you know, I just saw this and I thought this is cause I'm not one to talk about. And so, you know, 
this is what I kind of picked up as my loser for the week here. I agree with you, Mike. You know, the tray cup noodle, I would typically get one of those about two, maybe three beers into the evening. That's that's when these start looking good, oh, especially yeah. the packaging. They make the packaging very appealing on these items. Yes, they do. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. This did look good, but once you explained Aboroso to me, the uh, mm. yeah, they are they are leaning heavy into the oil on this one i don't need to slick up my gi Mm -hmm. track that's already lubed up sufficiently so (laughs) nice pick in uh as i as i reflect on the uh explanation you gave there mike all right my my uh my loser this week mike comes out of 7-eleven haven't had a 7-eleven mm-hmm. loser in a while i don't think but um yeah oh boy oh this boy this is the guzai todori cheese tomato gratin so it's a tomato gratin with cheese on top mike but you know it looks like they fished in the trash can at the end of a shift and just <laughs> threw in whatever was uh made its way in there there's this thing just looks like a pile of hot garbage with uh cheese melted all over it and uh, it's got this lovely brown ring that looks like, uh, you know, like a dive bar toilet bowl around 3 a.m. on a Saturday morning, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike, there's not enough toilet paper oh in the world God. you could give me to, to eat this thing. What are we? We um, got mushrooms, tomatoes, bacon, onions. There's no real rhyme or reason to the ingredients. In this thing. No, no. And there's just a, that floppy cheese on the side. Yeah. Oh, God. This olives almost look like eyes. Matt, um, maybe it's because I've been playing Elden Ring too long right now. But Elden Ring is a game created by the famous... Uh, by the studio um, FromSoft who make the games like Dark Souls, which are famous for being like very difficult. And the aesthetic is also very um, famous. And anybody who's played Dark Souls knows of this, uh, this infamous area called Blight Town. And Blight Town is this like, you like go down, down, down into the earth. And then you come across this like really like almost midnight dark um, sort of like slum and inside there's all these like poisonous and like undead creatures. And basically that's what I sort of thought when I first saw this. It almost it reminds me of like a sort of blight town aesthetic here. Like anywhere you step, you're going to die. You'd have to be very cautious eating this. I mean, I could see, you know, oh, this, I'm, I'm, I'm getting kind of flashbacks to when I get backstabbed by some undead skeleton, you know, blight town. So anyways, Matt, great choice. This is a... Pile of shit. This is this is awful. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's turn the page. Move on to our winners. We'll kick off with yours, Mike. Let's see what you got for the winner this week. Seven Eleven. Oh, mm-hmm. I had a feeling this was going to show up. Yeah, Matt. Um, all right, I've got a lot of explaining <laughs> to do here, and apologies. You know, I think it's fair to say nowadays that when I'm picking a winner, it's going to be shoe cream, popcorn, or Salt lemon chew high, Matt. And this is exactly what this is. This is a salt lemon chew high, but that's the sweet salt lemon. So this is a spin on the, this little bit sweeter salt lemon chew high from Lemon Dough. You know, our one of our favorite, you know, uh, lines of uh, chew highs in mm. Japan. 
Um, and Matt, um, this, this item has no description. I don't even really have to. I saw an, a bunch of yeah. other great items this week. And I've also complained about, you know, the 7 9% chew highs pretty recently. But this is 7%. I saw it and I just, I, you know, I wanted to pick out something more exciting and new. But I just had to be true to myself. This is my winner for the week. I'm going to buy it for the next probably three months. Like this can. This is one of the best looking cans yeah, I've ever seen. The light blue, the yellow that pops, that lemon dripping, mm. that shio kanji right above it. This is what Japan needs mm. to be doing, by the way, in the States. You know, they're trying to sell these one cup sakes and they're calling it all these whack ass English names. No, you, you got to throw some weird kanji up there, make it look hot, make it pop. These things are going to fly mm. off the shelves here. It's even got a little bow. What do you? That's there's a name oh, for that bow. I don't know God. what it is, but uh, right at the yeah. top. I yeah. mean, yeah, that is a little present to yourself at the end of a long, hard day. Mm. Nice choice, Mike. I thought this might show up. <laughs> yeah. All thanks. right, my winner, Mike. This comes out of Mini Stop, and uh, I gotta say, I'm pretty pumped up about this one. <laughs> this is the Yekikata <laughs> American Dog, but. So oh the very spicy, extreme spicy American dog. American mm. dog, of course, the corn dog. That's what they call a corn dog at the convenience. Mm-hmm. But Mike, it's chorizo, they're saying. You're saying this is chorizo oh. sausage here, Mike. So we're looking at uh, that perfect breading. It looks like even the breading, it's it's red. So maybe even the breading yeah. has some spicy stuff in it, but then it's loaded with a spicy oh. chorizo sausage. And of course, Mike, they got that. We talked about that Kabuto helmet had some laser-guided precision on it. No <laughs> greater precision out there than maybe diamond cutters, Mike, have, have greater precision. But really, it's that mustard ketchup squirt packet, Mike. On full display here, you know, just ripping a Formula One track onto this American dog. Mm. Oh my goodness, this looks awesome! Mm. Yes, yes, this does. And can you just scroll down a little bit further? No. Just, just oh take a God. look at Mini Stops line up here. Are outrageous. you kidding me? Yes. Yeah, we've got the the new the the super spicy American dog. We've got the Soto. What is it? Sotok? Sotoku. This is a Korean thing. Tomato and mustard. Right, right. A Korean, yeah, thing. We've got the the Frankfurt. That guy is no joke right there. Yeah, and then we've got the classic (laughs) big American dog. Look at that thing. (laughs) I I gotta say, thank you for picking this up. And I, I have to say, you know... I'm gonna. I think maybe this is the first time I told you, but I think it was your enthusiasm for the American dog that actually first, you know, led me to try it in Japan. Um, and I think you're kind of my my American dog mentor. I gotta be honest. And um, you know, this is just you know right in step. Um, when it comes to the American dogs, I'd say that you are you're the master. And um, I agree. This is a this is looking hot, and this is looking damn good. That's a real honor, Mike. I gotta say, my mentor <laughs> was a classmate at language school who was totally hammered one night. Actually, threw up on the train, but 
she picked one of these boys up before all that happened, and I thought, ooh, that did look pretty good. So that's the uh, mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. knowledge chain there, the epistemology of uh, the American <laughs> dog tastiness. All right, Mike, that wraps up our winners and losers for the week. Now it's on to my favorite segment, mm-hmm. At the Gemba with Mike. The mm-hmm. Gemba, of course, the place where the action happens. Mike, you're in Japan where the action happens. Mm-hmm. What do you got for us this week? Matt, um, this week I've got uh, something that um, I'm taking a little trick back, oh. Matt. Um, about a year ago, Family Mart came out with a new line of chickens, and we were really excited. These were the crispy chicken. Um, and if you remember, here, I'll, I'll just go ahead and share um, oh, to uh, jog our audience's member. Oh, right. The crispy chicken. What these are, these are kind of like chicken tenders, Matt. Um, and they're, you can see it kind of, yeah, there's a, this is a, this is a, so they're chicken tenders, um, and they come in a couple different flavors. They have the plain, which is just, you know, the classic, and then the habanero, oh, right. the hot one. Um, and, um, but they're smaller. Like I said, they're chicken tenders in that they're like the chicky you normally, you know, you know, the normal size of a chicky. It's, I'd say it's about half of that. And then it's also a little bit like thicker. So it has a more sort of like dense chicken sort of flavor to it. The thing that I was initially disappointed um, was that these are advertised as crispy chickens. And, you know, I had it a couple times and they just were not crispy at all. They were a little bit, you know, like, I don't know, like just just not crispy Mm. enough for me. Well, Matt, you know what? Um, A couple days ago, I I went to the Combini and I was – you know, I was just looking through, you know, looking at the hot box. And I thought, you know what? I'll just give these guys another try. And uh, Matt, I think I've discovered what's going on with these oh. crispy chickens. First off, you got to get them hot off the press. <laughs> you got to get them hot off the press. And if you do, they are pretty damn good um, and crispy. pretty crispy. And like I was saying, the great thing is that they do have that denser chicken in there. You've got more sort of, you know, like square inches of chicken. So you get a more sort of chickeny flavor. Um, and so Matt, I'd like to say, I think originally I gave these like a two star, like something like that. I'm going to bump it up, say it's like 3.5 stars. These are okay. And, you know, I think they're pretty popular. So I'd like to like, just kind of step back and say like, you know, I think I missed the mark on these guys. Well, uh, always good to go back and double check. Um, you know, the battering here is pretty interesting, Mike. Uh, it looks like it's sort of wrapped yeah. in a rope of batter, just sort of ropes. And I think mm-hmm. that's where they're trying to get yeah. that. By, by increasing the surface area of batter, um, mm-hmm. it looks like that's where they're trying to. Uh, like, it, it, it looks like there are canyons of batter here. Um, yeah. That's where they're trying to get that crispy action going. Is that, is that what you found there? Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. It's that sort of jagged, you know, surface that does a lot of work. And yeah, because it's not consistent throughout, like the the breading that you get on each bite. And that also gives it that, yeah, like extra crunch if you get it, you know, fresh off the press. That's the trick, though. You got to get it fresh off the press. So, you know, get to know your local convenience owner, get that schedule and... uh, you up everybody that's the lesson there push, push notifications no- Matt. there's an idea push notifications for that, that is, is a good, good idea. idea right yeah let's write that down 
All right. So, um, wow, that wraps up episode 83, Mike. Thanks to um, everybody for listening. And a special thanks to everybody who's bought us a chicken. We have a new donor, Mike. uh, Devin Pine has donated a chicken yesterday. Um, Just read his message real quick. The convenience, the second best thing about Japan. The best is the tiny K-trucks. So damn cute. And plus, they bring the goods to the conveni. Thank you for bringing the conveni to our lives during these times when we can't travel to Japan. You're welcome, Devin. Glad you're enjoying the podcast. Also, big shout out to Carrie G. St. Michel, M.H. Bongo, Professor H., Matt D., Antonio Waite, Crew of Japan, Bobby Judo, and Anonymous. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com slash conveniboys and buy us a chicky. Please share, rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on YouTube. If you want to see all this hot conveni action, subscribe and like. And then you can follow us on Twitter. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And, Mike, hey, I'll see you at the Conbini. See you at the Conbini. <laughs>